I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to be here today. We have so much fun stuff to share. We are doing round two of our top songs from each decade. And this week, we're talking about top songs from 2010 to 2019. And oh man, do we have some cool stories to share. There's a lot more coming to as usual. It's time to unleash our superheroes, identify our unique superpowers, be confident in who we are, nerd out on the things we love, positively impact the world around us, and live life to the fullest. Just so you know, this is my ship still. I'm in charge. I know. I know. Of course you are. So you say, of course, but then you touch the map. It makes you think that maybe you didn't realize I was in charge. Hey, Quail, you, that's your own insecurities in there, okay? I'm merely trying to be of service and assisting. Quill. That's what I said. We should fight one another for the honor of leadership. Sounds fair. I got some blasters, unless you guys want to use knives. Oh, yes, please. Use knives. Yeah, knives. I'm Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessary. There shall be no knifing one another. Everybody knows who's in charge. Let's have some fun and let's rock it. I like having fun. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us. So excited. I am The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence and I know who's in charge. Of course we know who's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Me. We know. Of course I'm in charge. Of course. <laughs> of course they're brain. That's what you're supposed to say. What brain? It's Brian. What are we doing? A brain. That's brain what I said. Yeah, instead of quail. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should fight each other for it. That would be a great like, idea. From seven hundred miles away, like Yeah, uh, well no, the next time we get together. Knives. You're coming back but out we, this month, right? Yeah, I yeah, I am. But we could just duel on World of Warcraft. Well and, that's true. Uh, you know, and then what if I win though? I don't know how to do this. Mm, that's a good point. But I think we should that's have good. like an actual brawl in person when you come out. Like we'll go outside. I don't know. We could create you know, like a mud pit, you know, shirts no, off that, and just. That's a little homoerotic. Me, actually. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I've never been in a fist fight in my entire life. So really, not, on, not only would I not want you to punch me, I don't know that I'd want to punch you. Yeah. Even if it was for fun. Yeah. I understand that. So. Yeah, I'm just not a. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Yeah. Fighting to me is really well. Let's face it. It's primitive, and it, it. No matter how you slice it, it's a primitive thing that some people still do, and like to watch and deal with. Uh, yeah. And and you know n- nothing against like UFC because even I like think that's kind of there's something there's something deep in our brains that's like yeah fight yeah. But, yeah. but at the same time, intellectually, I know it's just ridiculous. So yeah. You know, so no, I'm not going to fight you. That's okay. I, I actually really <laughs> have no desire to either. Here's the thing about fighting is that it's fun to watch in TV shows and movies and stuff. But in real life, when people actually just start fighting and I mean, I guess you got to get yeah. out the aggression sometimes. And maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not on other people, you know? Well, no, I mean, if they're if to, they're willing to fight each other because they, I don't know, too much adrenaline or macho stuff yes. going on. Or if there's, you know, or, or here's the other thing. Bullies. 
sometimes and I mean, I still believe this and I know some people are going to absolutely disagree with me, but I think sometimes the only way to stop a bully is to punch them in the face kind of thing. And ma- maybe crap out of them. Yeah, maybe figuratively, but sometimes no. literally because I, I do believe that there are times where they're never going to learn and they're never going to stop bullying until they get kind of a dose of their own medicine. Only once well, though sure. to shut them up, not to Actually, we were talking about bullying and I thought this was kind of funny that, you know, if you think about Back to the Future and how much we love that, you know, and and of course, George McFly was bullied by Biff. And, you know, at the very end of the movie, Biff is bullied by George McFly and everybody's cheering. And I went, actually, that's so wrong. That's not the way it should be because it's just reverse bullying. Yeah, it's the it's the age old slapping contest in yet another format. So, yeah. But I mean, how much did we cheer for that and say, yeah, Biff got what he deserved. You're right. And I was just like, actually, we we shouldn't be doing that. We should be saying there should be mutual respect at the end of the movie. But yeah, but number one, that's not fun. And number two and number two, we just have a long ways to go. Brian, our species, we have a long we're we're very, very immature as a species and we have a long ways to go. So we really are. I'm perfectly fine with if someone is threatening me or, you know, Sarah or someone that I care about, I don't want to get into a fight with them, but I have no problem kind of like, you know, taking them out. If you know what I mean, not killing them, not killing them, but you know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. So that's a different story than just fighting and fighting. And although, you know, watching a a bar brawl on a TV, again, watching stuff on TV and and movies is hilarious sometimes, but I don't, I don't ever want to see one in real life. (laughs) <laughs> or in the gladiatorial arena. Yeah. That would be okay, wouldn't it? I guess. I'm well am I I don't know. Am I am I being a hypocrite right now? I'm See, this sure is interesting. Like, <laughs> you know, how how many of us have actually thought about this? Oh me. Yeah, well, I was gonna say a few of us, probably not many though. Now let's hear your feedback. Do you like fighting? Do you think it's fun? I don't enjoy it either. I mean, and I've actually never been in a fist fight myself either. You know, if if I'm out of fight i'm okay to watch it as long as it's not like as long as it's professionals doing it gladiators or (laughs) boxers or ufc fighters as long as they're there to do that thing i'm totally okay with it i guess because now that i'm thinking about it but it's where people like two strangers on the street or or something like that where you, you have this this unplanned for angst that occurs right in front of you one time I was in middle school and I saw this really bad fight between these two kids and one of the kids was banging the other kid's head against the brick wall. Oh man. And I've never forgotten it uh, all my life. I, I, I remember exactly where the sun was in the sky and what, how many people were standing around it. I was not cheering during that fight. I was going, Ugh, Oh God, dang, yeah, get, right. get that kid off of him or yeah. whatever, you know, if it's a professional venue, if it's an event, people are there to watch a fight and the two fighters are there to get it on. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it then. I don't remember what it was, but I was watching either a TV show or a movie recently where there was a professional fight involved and in the fight they're you know, they're going at it. They're adrenalized. Mm-hmm. Got to beat the other one. And at the very end, you know, they're in the locker room and one of them is sitting there, you know, getting cleaned up and stuff. And the other one walks by and shakes his hand and says something along the lines of great fight, respect, bro. And they, you know, clasped arms, did a quick little half hug and then walked off. And I thought, yeah, see, that's cool because they're there to do whatever they're doing to make money or whatever. And then, you know, but they still respect each other. I don't have a problem with that either. But you're right. When like we we just witnessed a couple of people outside. It was uh, earlier this week. It, It was an issue over one of the person let his dog off leash. And by the way, there is a leash law, but his dog is extremely well behaved and 100% 
recall trained. Okay. But the other guy was walking around and he was yelling at this guy, you know, there's a leash law, leash your dog up, just screaming at him, you know, and they're just, uh. you know, two testosterone guys, you know, just yelling at each other and, and no one's going to do anything though. It's all bark, no bite. They're screaming at each yeah. other. Walk away, man. No, you walk away. No, man, you want him just like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I'm thinking like, you yeah. know, if the guy that was complaining about it is not wrong, but that was the wrong way to present it. And, and so on. I just like, this is ridiculous. It's just a pissing match is all it was. And nobody right. won. I think when there's angst in conflict and it's an, it's an unplanned for situation, that's when I get really uncomfortable with it. That's when I get up on my, on my soapbox and start thinking, you know, saying things like primitive and et cetera and so forth. And then I'll turn around and, and watch a UFC fight, which I'm not into <laughs> UFC, but, but I could totally see why that would be entertaining. Uh, I could totally, I could turn around on my soapbox and look at the TV with a UFC fight and go, oh yeah, all right. You know, That's or, awesome. you know, there's a, a bit of hypocrisy man. there, oh, yeah. but at the same time, <laughs> it's not a hypocritical take so much as it's the the origin of the fighting. That's really the, the, yeah. the thing that turns my opinion. I never really thought this deeply about it, but you are correct. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching, watching those two guys out the other day, I was, I was, I mean, we were eating dinner. So I'm like, wow, this is like dinner entertainment. Who needs TV? You know, this is hilarious. And I'm honestly kind of laughing about it. Cause I'm like, no one's actually going to throw a punch. Like these guys, you could tell were, you know, all macho acting, but nothing yeah. was that. And then actually one of the guys did come over who, you know, we've talked to him a couple times, and he did say, you know, I'm sorry, I, I should not have reacted like that. And I'm sorry you had to witness that. And he's like, that was poor, poor reaction on my part. So, you know, oh, that was cool. to yeah. his credit, he realized that was a inappropriate way to go, which good. Don't know yeah. about the other guy, although the, so the other guy walked off and then about 15 minutes later came back, didn't say anything, but like, you know, walked with that attitude, you know, with his chest out and walking like really <laughs> and he's staring at the guy, he's staring him down like, come on, fight me kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh God, this is so stupid. It, all it takes is somebody <laughs> who just happens to have a gun to pull it out and shoot one of them. And then oops. So I've been thinking well, about that lately too, because you know, I, I've had a I've had a tendency, I don't like bullies, so I have a tendency to fight back against bullies. But what if that bully has a gun? Right. I'm dead. I, I kind of look at it this way. If somebody is <laughs> bullying me what I know that I should do is ignore the person and walk away because one, the person's not worth it. And two, they have their own problems and it's probably their own problem is why they're bullying me. Right? Oh, here's what you do. Yeah. You give it, give them a big hug. Don't say anything. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> Actually, just you're right. while, they're, while they're giving you crap, just walk up to them and give them a hug. They yeah. might punch you in the stomach or push you away or something like that. Then to just get back up and keep coming at them. You know, they're just going to get so uncomfortable. They're going to walk away themselves. <laughs> so, Probably that's not that's an option, right? That's probably well, yeah. And it's hard because you got to swallow It'd your pride funny. at that point. Right. But the other, but if somebody now if somebody's bullying someone else, then that's a little bit different of a story. And I'm not saying that scenario to be like, oh, you know, like, get out your superhero type of thing. I'm just saying just to throw them off from bullying. Oh yeah, no, but it is totally the right unexpected. thing to do. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> and in the moment, okay, I can't speak for everybody. In the moment, I do not think like that. In the moment, I want to punch I, him. Neither would I, honestly. Yeah, but but you are right that in the moment we should be like, dude, I'm. I know you're angry. I don't know what about. You know, this probably stems from. Some, I mean, you probably shouldn't go that far because you'll piss him off more. But <laughs> you know, just to be like, just let it go, man. Okay, man. We're all good. Let's okay, move on. It's cool. Yeah, but I don't ever. I don't ever respond like that. <laughs> 
But oh hey, boy, let, I've, I've been bullied enough in my life that I just I, I don't I don't take it anymore, you know. And and sometimes you need yeah. to kind of shut them down. And I have had some instances before where the easiest way is to I hate to say this, raise your voice, stand taller, and being six four, that's not hard for me, and no. be like enough. This is not going to solve anything. We need to discuss it, you know, respectfully and move forward. Most of the right. time that solves the problem pretty quickly and we move on with, and with everything's adults, fine. For sure. Yes. With adults, it does. With kids, it's a little different, but yeah, kids, aren't, kids aren't quite mature yet enough to I don't think adults it. are either, though. <laughs> a lot of them aren't, but I think you're more likely to have that, have a favorable result if you approach it in a reasonable way Maybe. with an adult. Than Although, with a like kid. I said, what I witnessed out there this last week, it's like, I don't think there would have been any reasonable discussion with those guys. The, the emotions were too high. Yeah. I don't know. I well, mean, you know, this, this is interesting though. And I know we all face, we've all faced bullies and that's the thing. Like it, it's nothing new to anyone. I guarantee you there's not one person on this planet that has not been bullied. So how do we best respond to this? Are we on the right track or you know what? Or should we start carrying swords? I'm just asking. <laughs> I know that's not the right answer. It was, it was a joke. He killed me with a sword now. <laughs> so weird. Hey, what are you drinking? Oh dude? my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm just going to say what I'm currently drinking is a China white tea and it is the Yin Zen and it's a uh, silver tip needles is what it is. But oh my gosh, I had this super fun drink this week. It was really cool. It was called the Chaga Chagachino is what it was. Chagachino. Yeah. So it's a local coffee shop. They roast their own coffee and all that, but they had this little specialty drink on the side. that was like, oh, it's a Chagachino. And I thought, okay, what's that? Well, I know that there is a thing called Chaga mushroom, which Oh, okay. I did a lot of research a while ago for Sigmatic is the name of the company. And there was a lot going around about how, you know, people eat, what do they call them? Like button mushrooms in a can, you know, if you have them on your pizza and stuff like that or whatever. Well, people have been doing a lot more research on the benefits, the, the actual health benefits of various mushrooms and no, not the poisonous ones, toadstools. Don't eat the ones in your grass or the psycho. Yeah. The hallucinogenic ones, the hallucinogenic ones. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, man. That was fun. What I've learned with those is that there's a, and actually I can't tell you what it is because I totally forgot, but there's a certain growing method. If they grow, was it, if they grow on a log or something like that, then most of the time they're safe. But if they grow like out in the grass or something, they're poised. I don't know. There's something like that, but don't quote me. The The point is, is that I had done some research a while ago and read some interesting interviews from people who had gone out and foraged wild mushrooms and learned about the health benefits and stuff like that. So it's kind of a cool little, you know, nerd out session. So in chaga, the chaga mushroom, it boosts cognitive function and immunity and it reduces stress and it helps to promote healthy aging, which I thought was kind of cool. So what's in it is, of course, espresso and then the chaga mushroom, which is ground up into a powder and you actually cannot taste it at all, by the way. That's the interesting thing about it. And then it has oat milk in it and it was sweet. This was the cool part. It was sweetened with monk fruit, which I love because sugar can be a little intense sometimes, especially in a coffee drink. And for me anyway, it leaves kind of a nasty aftertaste. The sugar does. The sugar does. No. Yeah. Monk fruit though, it had a, how do I say this? It was a clean sweetness. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like it didn't have that gummed up nasty aftertaste of sugar. It was more of a, it was sweet, but it was very clean. And then that went away. I didn't have that aftertaste, which was cool. And it's good for you because it's, it's just fruit. So that was neat. And then it had the, the Ceylon cinnamon or if you're a Battlestar fan, Cylon cinnamon. Uh, <laughs> and, your command. And then Peruvian cacao, which was, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was, I mean, it was so, so good. Highly recommended. 
Sounds complicated. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, it was, it was absolutely delicious, though. Imagine just having like one of the best coffee drinks you've ever had. It really was that good. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. I like it. How about you? I like it already. Well, so I'm drinking a uh, a Starbucks decaf oh. with, get this, fat-free half and half. Wait, how does that work? I don't know. Here's the thing I've discovered. I've determined that fat is what makes it worth it. Totally. Uh, the fat-free half and half. I mean, okay, I, I drink a lot of skim milk, fat-free milk, right? And for whatever reason, my taste buds very quickly adapted to that. And it, and to me, it, skim milk tastes just like, like 1% now. Yeah. So I get a milk... When I drink skim milk, I feel like I'm drinking milk, not watered down milk. Okay. But so I figured, okay, fat free half and half. What the heck is this animal? I'll try it because why not? Well, turns out when you put half and half in coffee, when it's fat free, it turns the coffee a lighter color, hmm. but you don't get that same subtle creamy taste that your regular half and half does. I just don't understand I, how you can have fat-free half and half considering that half and half is half cream, cream and milk. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know and I haven't researched it yet. So yeah, Well, you've got to you've got to do that for next week cuz I, I, I just I, I have to know how this works. Okay. Is it good though? It's palatable. Let's put it that way. So yeah, you would prefer can, full half and half. Yes. Yeah, and from now on I will buy full half and half because I just, you know, uh, the, the fat free, you got to have that little bit of a creamed taste. You just got to, if, if you're agree. a cream guy and if you put cream in your coffee, you got to have that. So just in case any of you see that in the, in the, in the uh, grocery store and wonder, I don't recommend it. Okay. We actually went to the morning fresh dairy. Remember I talk about the famous eggnog every year. Yes. This is from them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they well, have, then you've mentioned them before, but okay. yeah, well, and we've taken a tour before, but Sarah's parents were here in town and they'd never been up there. And so we took them on a tour. There was only eight of us on the tour, which was nice, including the four of us. And it was just a beautiful day. It was, uh, it's up against the mountains too. So right now it's lush, lush, lush green because of the rain we've had. Mm, so you've got yeah. beautiful green mountains and then they're kind of surrounded in between some stuff. So it was just nice to be up in that part of the state, I guess. The tour guides were awesome. They did a great job. Here's the thing. They talk about. There's a lot of people working on the science behind this now. In fact, Tim Ferriss did, Abel James did, talking about how skim milk, low-fat milk and all that is actually not good for you as much as for fat. I'm telling you, here's why. I I can't imagine. Go ahead. Well, here's why. It's because the full fat, your body digests it slower, Mm -hmm. and so you get a slower and lower insulinemic response versus with your low-fat and fat-free milks you're getting an unnatural milk substance at that point. And so you're getting a sugar spike and other things like that. And so the whole point is that the full fat is actually intended. That's how you're supposed to drink it. And your body digests it more properly in that way. Now there's also a lot of debate about whether or not milk is good for you at all as an adult. And I'm not going to go into that, but I'm just saying in general, low fat and non-fat is actually right now. These people are saying not as good for you. So debate all I'd you want, but that's, yeah. that's the new, not, I wouldn't say it's the new thing because think about, you know, back in the day, that's what everybody drank was full fat milk. And it's only right. been in the recent years that we started doing the low fat stuff. Right. But interesting. I never yeah. would have occurred to me. So for your benefit, you don't need to drink that stuff anymore. Drink the, Woo-hoo! drink the full stuff. If you want. Yeah, go nuts, baby. 10 pounds well, so that's rocket. the other thing that Tim Ferriss will talk about is that if you want to gain muscle, you go and you do an amazing, intense muscle workout, full on lifting, lift hard, go home and drink milk right away. 
and it actually will go straight to your muscles to help build the muscles. If you are just drinking full fat milk without a workout, it's going to go straight to fat. Have some fun. Well, that's what I would be doing. And so I, maybe I should hold off on that. My recommendation is, you know, enjoy it in moderation. Exactly. Everything. Everything. But here's what we got the sample, dude. This is cool. Cream top milk. Speaking of that. So that's like full fat, big time. Their famous chocolate milk, which is absolutely glorious. Their root beer float milk, which literally oh. tastes like a root beer float, which is also amazing. Flavor of the month was salted caramel milk, which I think would be amazing yeah. with coffee. And actually, the the June flavor of the month, which we did not get the sample, will be a peanut butter chocolate milk. Oh, my favorite peanut butter chocolate. I know. I want to try it. And then they had some of their yogurt, which is Noosa, by the way. Noosa and... Um, Noosa is my favorite yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Noosa and Morning Fresh Dairy are now combined. Um, oh, okay. And so they, oh gosh, yeah, I love Noosa too. It's so good. But you know, Noosa came from Australia. They're here now in Colorado. We got to see the, well, we didn't get to go into their headquarters, but yeah, we get to see all that. So I had the lemon, which is amazing. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I got to try some key lime pie oh, yeah, yogurt, yeah. which I've not tried yet. The blueberry is amazing. And then I tried, uh, I, I got one of the, the Greek yogurts, which is a peach. And I'm curious to try that one just to see like, how's that one? You know, it's got more protein, of course, but right. is it better and stuff? Oh my gosh. I mean, it is, it is so fun to see that kind of stuff. And I just, ah, oh, so nice. Anyway, I just, I, I wanted to talk about that because of food, but here's another quick food story for you. We have new next door neighbors, three girls yeah. from the country of Oman. 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 Yes. Go check it out. If you're unfamiliar with where it is, you can look it up. It's actually, let's see, it borders Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. It's right over there. Well, I've actually personally not met them yet. Sarah has. And so they're just so cool, but one night, I don't know if they're on their time or if they're on college student time. I don't know, but I'm on this time because I'm up late. You know that it was yeah. 2 a.m. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, something smells so good. I don't know what's going on. And well, I could tell that they were making some food and I'm like, oh, this smells so good. And anyway, the next Sarah, day, go over there and see what they're doing. Yeah. Well, so then Sarah goes over the other day and said, well, we smelled food, you know, at, at two in the morning or whatever. And like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Did, did we wake you? I'm like, no, 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 not like that. No, I was up. So it's no big deal. Right. She said, oh, it just smelled so good. And so they brought us a plate of what they made, which was one of their traditional Arabic dishes. Oh, my gosh. The food, the taste, the flavor. Wow. Oh, so good. they were talking about how a lot of the foreign places here that are similar foods are nowhere near as flavored as what they're used to. And right. I think they're pretty good. But yeah, my taste buds went on. They were having a party, dude. <laughs> that is awesome. That was really nice of them, and and oh, I uh, I'm a little I'm I'm a little jealous because I I've never I don't think I've ever actually had besides kebabs. I mean, okay, sure. technically kebabs are Arabic or Middle Eastern, but I've never really had a Middle Eastern cuisine before ever. And I, I I'm interested. Oh, it's so and I, I hope like, we can you know get together with them and we can give them some of our foods and they can give us some of theirs and you know just kind cheeseburger of, and fries. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I'm not a big American food eater anyway. Like I like a good burger and stuff like that, but I am not a meat and potatoes kind of guy, you know, grits. And I, I just, I like a good prime rib, but I don't really care about steak very much. I love foreign foods. Always have. Yeah. For whatever reason, there's more flavor. That's not everybody. So it's what it is. This is an exciting time for me because my Phoenix Suns are playing the Denver Nuggets in the second round of the playoffs right now. And so the, these have been my two favorite teams for many, many years now. I can't even remember the last time that these two teams have played each other in the playoffs. It's been, I, I can't remember. It's been that long. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows when this will happen again, but it's just been an awesome series so far. So much fun. I'm so excited. So, you know, I'm wearing my Phoenix Suns jersey and my Denver Nuggets jersey and I'm <laughs> good. Which times. one's on top? 
depends on it doesn't matter because well, I mean, I want the Suns to win because they're my first team. But if the Nuggets win too, of course, I'm not going to be upset. Like I'm going to have a good time either way. Yeah, that's all. That's see that you have two dogs in the fight. So yeah. whichever dog wins, you're happy. I win. That's a really awful analogy, by the way. But two cocks two, in the fight. You have two, you have two cocks in the fight. Yeah. There you go. I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Who cares if a chicken dies? But we don't. We, right. we don't want dogs to die, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> two UFC fighters in the fight. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, yeah. what's up with you, man? Well, so you know, I got my new laptop, right? Oh yes. I named him Phil. In case you're wondering. It works really great. I'm happy with it, but dang, it runs hot. It's hot, real hot. Hot in this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. I saw one of those little guys in the orange robe burst into flames. It's that hot. You know what I'm talking about. I had to buy a cooling pad with a fan, and it still runs hot. Now, yeah. most any of you who have a gaming laptop know, yeah, of course you need a cooling pad. And yes, of course, it will still run hot. The whole thing makes me a little nervous about using it for gaming more than like an hour at a time, which shouldn't be a problem, but the tech melting laptops and gaming hardware is still not 100%. They can do it, and it works, but it does strain the hardware, and I imagine the shelf life of gaming laptops is shorter as a result. Yeah. The thing's running at like 120 degrees Fahrenheit. It's the frame. I mean, you you don't have the size that a full right. desktop is going to have, and so right. then you're not going to get the ventilation, and it's just the way it is. But Exactly. Now, thankfully, and I have read about electronics, and they are at least better than most companies as far as their ventilation process. And, you know, I, I was reading about how they do it and the fans they use. And there's still, you know, if you, if you make sure you have enough ventilation and that cool air coming in and stuff like that, it does help. I also worry about the shelf life of some of the gaming laptops and yeah, 90% or more of my gaming is going to be done on my desktop. Uh, That laptop's just for a mix of work and, and gaming while I'm on vacation. Yeah, I just have to limit my gaming to like an hour or so at the yeah. most. It'll be fine for several years, hopefully. So I wasn't expecting how hot they run is all. So Oh, yeah. Let's just put it this way. They they run cooler than most. <laughs> a couple of the guys that I, I follow on YouTube, they were actually doing the, the thermal, what do they call them? Heat maps, I think is what it was. And they were showing the computer with some kind of a thermal scanner, whatever they were using. Mm. And they were showing the images they had. And electronics was running cooler for the most part, than most of the other computers that they had tested. Uh, a okay. lot of them ran significantly hotter, and also they ran hotter right where your hands are. On, yes. uh, even though, like on an electronics, you're still going to get some heat around it. It's a little bit cooler where the fingers are versus most laptops. People have actually burned themselves. But yeah. again, nothing's perfect. It's just interesting right. to to see how that all works out. But yeah, I yeah, it is. I'm I'm happy with the machine. It surprised me a little bit as far as the heat goes, but yeah, but yeah, Phil, Phil is doing good. So Phil's so. hot. Phil is hot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was for Mike. I don't care if that came out wrong. That was for Mike. All right. <laughs> well, I'm excited to nerd out, man, about this, this. So we, we talked about the top five songs from our decade last it was well, it was 2020 and 2021. Yeah, two years, yeah. This week, we're going into the 2010 to 2019 decade, and then we're going to keep going back all the way into the 40s, which will be... F- I mean, this is fun. This is really fun. Yeah. This, though, I got to tell you, I've been nerding out about this quite a bit because I love music, as everybody knows, but this particular decade was really, really memorable and also a hugely defining decade for me with music, and I'll get into that in just a minute, but uh, I wanted to hear yours first, Captain. Tell you what, I got... Five, my top five, which I'll just briefly describe. Oh, yes. And then I've got an honorable mention list. And yeah. we'll put that list in the uh, in the show notes in case you're curious. But okay. 
for the decade of 2010 to 2019, my fifth favorite song is Night Sweet by Jens Bukert. He's, he's like a Scandinavian electronica artist. He's very prolific. He's done a lot of albums. He's been doing them since the 90s, I think. Nice. And it's the only Arabic-influenced song to have caught my ear, and I never get tired of it. The vocals are Arabic, but it's a very cool, just chill, electronica song. So. Nice. Number four, Late Night Alumni, Summer Lies. Now, some of you might have heard Late, late Night They're fairly world popular in uh-huh. the last decade or so. It's such a sexy song. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's very playful and relaxed with a dash of 30s jazz. Slower. Such a sexy song. <laughs> it's got a little dash of 30s jazz in it. Ooh, so nice. I, I, another song I can't get enough of. Number three is Suomi by Cantoma. Now, Cantoma is a guy, I think he's a British guy, and he does a lot of Latin-influenced music. Cantoma is a Latin chill artist. I don't generally go for Latin-style music, honestly, but Cantoma makes it awesome. So. Nice. Number two is I Know by G Spliff. Okay. G Spliff was fantastic in the, in the mid-2000s, early and mid-2000s, and then he just disappeared off the face of the planet. You can't find him anymore. Weird. He just totally stopped making music. Huh. His song I Know is the first one that really got into. It's very chill and sensual. It's definitely my favorite of that artist. Nice. And number one, number one, you guessed it, yep. Chain Gang of 1974, Sleepwalking. It's Another first- great song. I just can't listen to it enough. That's my number one. That is really cool. I honestly have not heard of some of these artists before. And this is what I love is because guess what? I'm going to go check them out. Woo! Yeah. I'm excited. And and virtually all the artists that you talk about, I've never heard of either. So that just goes to show like when we were little, when we were young, like in the, in the late 20th century, I mean, there were a lot of artists, but I mean, now there's like way, way, I mean, it's, it's exponentially more people making music now than there were in the, in the late 20th century. So, well, let's be honest. It's only been within the last decade this kind of thing has happened because even okay. in the 2000s, you really only heard about the top 40 musicians and songs. Oh, okay. And even in, um, well, yeah, even in, even in the 12, I'll talk about it in a minute, but even in the, the, the early 2010 era, same kind of thing. It wasn't until, I mean, I'm not, I've got to say it's been within the last five to seven years that there's been an explosion of artists that's kind of somehow they've gotten known whether it's been through Spotify or use, you know, use of the internet or whatever. Right. It's been recent. I can't help but think that the reason is because that the technology is so much more uh, accessible. Yeah. I mean, they don't need record labels anymore, obviously. So they can just go out and make good music. And if it, and if it goes viral, then they become famous. I've got to believe that YouTube was probably one of the main culprits for culprits, uh, catalysts. Let's call that (laughs) (laughs) culprits, negative catalyst for this kind of thing for musicians to, to get out there and, have a chance which is cool i imagine yeah so of your honorable mention list i'm just curious like what would be your your top three to five artists or whatever that you'd throw in there just so we know but definitely this will be in the show notes i'd say grimes which we've talked about oh, before uh, small black which i really love uh, okay. slow dive is another good group nice yeah a crazy p do you let me ask you this would you like me to put these songs into the spotify mix as well the the honorable mentions just put them yes. all in. All right. Do it. So that gives people more variety. So yeah. Excellent. So these will be in the show notes, but well, I'm not going to actually list out all the songs in the show notes, but what I will be doing is the list will be in the show notes and it is on Spotify and it's called TRBS 2010 to 2019. I think top hits is something like that, but it will be linked in the show notes. So if you have any question about it, go there. And yeah. if you follow me on Spotify, you'll see it. It's, it's one of the top ones right now. Excellent. Um, 
but all of those songs are going to be in there as well just for fun and, and it's you know we're doing this yeah. for fun and follow them find the songs enjoy well i i think i mentioned this last week that the 2010 to 2019 decade was was a very difficult one for me i literally started i have hundreds by the way hundreds <laughs> of songs that have impacted me over the last decade now let me just explain this really quickly so this decade of music was life-changing for me i went through probably more emotionally than I ever have in that actual decade, that 2010 to 2019. And I'm not kidding about this, that music was literally a lifesaver for me and also a positive impact. I had, this was really, really cool that from 2010 to 2013, I had the privilege of doing online radio because I I was in radio prior to that, but getting into online radio, I had the opportunity to kind of manage a Christian radio station online. And I hosted the morning show during that time too. And it was so incredible a lot of emotions going on during that time. And then even beyond that, there was a lot that happened. And so music became, it was so profoundly impactful for me that it was so difficult to be able to narrow it down. So then I got down to 75 songs (laughs) (laughs) that I was like, I got to mention every one of these because they all have a story. So I was like, all right, well I got it down to the, the top five and then five honorable mentions too, because what's hard about it is it's like, it's like showing a quarter of the movie. You don't, you don't get the whole picture. So it was very difficult to do now. Thankfully though, this is the only decade like this. Uh, once I get back into the earlier decades, it'll be a lot easier for me to, to shorten this, right. but you get a little bit longer this week. And uh, I hope you enjoy kind of the stories behind this because they've been, they've been really cool. So the first one, by the way, these are not in, in a particular order. You did the order thing, which is awesome being a multi-passionate it was I hard i don't really have a, a order necessarily it's just <laughs> here are my top ones i'm going to start with elenium and you know how much i love elenium but in 2016 i was exposed to elenium and uh, let's just say that my musical life has changed massively ever since like my it'll, it'll change your life I used to hear that a lot so i was gaming with a friend and we were at a local coffee shop that's open 24 hours it's awesome it brings in a very interesting clientele by the way but they have, you know, good coffee. They locally source everything. It's homemade scratch drinks. It's it's really, really good. And I used to go and work there a lot. You know, they're open late. So we'd get together and he'd put his kids to bed and he and I would meet at like eight o'clock on a Friday or Saturday and we'd play Android Netrunner, which is a board game. You know how coffee shops kind of have like chill music in the background? Uh-huh. Well, somewhere around like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night or something, they were like, we're switching it over and they cranked it over and turned up the music. And so it became like more of a party atmosphere. It was kind of fun. But they were playing some more of the, you know, the electronic style music, some EDM here and there, just fun things like that. And Elenium came on and I was just like, what is this song? And it was the It's All On You song with Liam O'Donnell. And I was just like, this song is incredible. And I I shazammed it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so that kind of took me down the rabbit hole of Elenium. Well, going along with this song is the one of the honorable mentions, which is the Elenium song lonely with Chandler Leighton, which I've Leighton. Sorry. I always said that wrong. I've mentioned this song a lot. This is still to this day. One of my all time favorite songs. It is beyond beautiful. Only reason I didn't mention it is because it's all on you. Introduced me to Elenium in the first place. So that's why that has to take the top five. But anyway, good stuff. Another song here. It's uh, by Becca Shea and I, found out about her around 2010 i think as well and it's called are you ready and this is one of the most haunting and bone chilling songs i've ever heard like literally it gives you chills just the way the music came together Hmm. the lyrics are just beyond powerful and actually this is one of the songs that inspired me to kind of wake up and live a life of purpose and meaning and it actually okay yeah because of this song listening to the lyrics it, it was one of the reasons i decided to 
what I now call live beyond myself and do what I can to positively impact the world around me. And here we are today with the real Brian show. So um, wow. I got to interview her, by the way, way back. It was fun. She's cool. And then here's a little fun music fact for you guys. This is the first time that I really heard. Now, I knew about this because I'm a musician and I did, you know, a minor in college and learned all this stuff. But, you know, when you finally hear it, you kind of go, oh, and it's called the appoggiatura is it's a musical term that expresses quote yearning so imagine what it's like to yearn for something how this works is that the note starts as a what they call an unresolved note so think about it like this like your your brain hears this note and you're like oh it's not quite there i'm yearning for like a resolve i'm yearning for something more satisfying you know what i mean but it's a super short note so this quote tension that you feel resolves into a very powerful and also a very good feeling when that resolve comes and it's in a lot of music as well, but in this particular song, it's done so well that you're just like, oh my gosh, this is like, whoa. Wow, that's, that's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm actually quite curious about this song now. Check it out. Okay. Another one. Okay, so the band was originally called Worth Dying For, and now they are known as Fearless Band without the A. So it's like BND. Fearless Boon. Fearless Boon. I think it's dumb that they changed their name because I thought Worth Dying For is pretty sweet, but whatever. Yeah, that's a good name. So the whatever. name of the song is called Destroy and it's with Jeremy Johnson. And actually, this is an interesting one because it's more of a spoken song. This is what it reminded me of. John Connor in Terminator when he gets, you know, the microphone and he just like speaks to the troops and he's rallying them. It's like that. Okay. And then they start singing towards the end, actually. But lyrically, this has got to be one of the most powerful songs I've ever heard in my whole life. And maybe even the most powerful for me, it's been kind of like a rally cry and an anthem. Same kind of thing. Like it, it impacted me greatly to positively impact others. It was this song and the other song that were just kind of like, I got to do this. Now it is a Christian song. So if you're a Christian, listen to it. I guarantee it will impact you. If you're not a Christian, whatever, you don't have to. I'm just, I'm throwing that one out that for you Christians (laughs) listening, you definitely want to hear this song. I, I, I guarantee you want to hear this. Now, church traverges. I love churches. That's number four here for me. I'm picking Tether, but there are so many good churches songs that I love this band. So I think I actually first heard churches on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. They were there and they got up and they did Recover. I think it was Recover. That was the song they did. And I was just like, what? Who are these guys? These are amazing. And like, I love her voice. She's, She's just like, I don't know. It's like this very pure on pitch voice. I got to check this band out. So I started checking them out and not tether is just one of my, I have an incredible memory with this. I went to dragon con in 2015, which was hilarious experience in and of itself, but we had such an amazing time there. That's where I met miss ice for the first time in person. Uh, uh Martin, the flash Harley Quinn. I'm trying to think of all the people. Uh, well, actually the podcast overlord, Kevin, you know, the guy that I, I hosted yeah, yeah. Squad with too. I think this is the first time I met all of those people in person. And it was one of the most fun times I've had at, at any conference. Actually, is, um, is that the conference where you almost ran over LeVar Burton? Is that the one? No, that was Denver. Con. Okay. Yeah. Dragon con okay. was, was <laughs> that was interesting. Let's just put it that way. But um, it, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Tether for whatever reason, Tether was playing in my mix a lot. So I was like, yay churches. I cool. love churches anyway. And then uh, my, my fifth one, my final one here uh, before I get into the honorable mentions was Flyleaf which was just an awesome band. Good hard rock band, you know? Oh, okay. This one is another one that kind of inspired me too. Uh, so it's called Arise by okay. Flyleaf. And the lyrics at the very end are saying, Arise and be all that you dreamed. And over and over and over and over. I was just like, dude, who doesn't need that? 
like sweet arise man be all that you dream do it that is amazing and you know Lacey Sturm's voice is just wow she's awesome so there you go all right honorable mentions really quickly I was going to pick Aurora in my top five but I had to move her down just because as much as I absolutely love Aurora I didn't have as good of a story with her there are about I think 18 songs of hers that I love almost equally (laughs) yeah it's just so good but I picked Running with the Wolves just because it's really, really good. But pretty much almost anything from Aurora I'm a big fan of. And it's gotten me through like a lot of work intensity recently. And also, you know, the turbulence. Remember the, the music that compliments the turbulence? Yeah, She's one of the key artists right. for that. So there you go. Nice. Uh, another quick honorable mention here is Ritual, another great artist. He did a song with Lisa Hannigan and it's called Josephine, which you don't hear that name very often anymore. And so it was no, kind of curious. It's a very me. 19th century name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the Josephine and my flying machine song that they, they sang on in the Titanic movie, which was a very famous song back then. Ah, uh-huh. and so that kind of like, Oh, I got to check out this song. Well, here's the thing. Miss ice introduced me to this song. Again, one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And we were listening to it while she was out here in Colorado in 2016. And so now every time I hear the song, it reminds me of, you know, the Rocky mountains and summer storms. Cause it was raining. <laughs> So it's just, you know, good memories. And then um, another one here is now this one. This is so funny. This is one of the most intense Southern crunk gangsta style rap songs. Probably most (laughs) of us have ever heard. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie that it would probably scare most people if you were driving and you heard it in the car next to you. It is awesome. So you breaking out your inner office space. Yeah. This one. Yeah. I got my pistol point cocked, uh, ready to lay shots nonstop. No, this this is a good song lyrically, but it's by Pedity, and I actually got to interview this guy too when I did the podcast Backstage Pass. Really cool guy, and the song's called Not Welcome. <laughs> this song, I'm not going to lie, got me through a really intense time of fear during that last decade of emotional stuff. So now I call it like one of my battle songs, you know, because it was like, yeah, all right, it's pumping me up. It's getting me over that, you know. Anyway, I don't need that anymore for that, thankfully, but it's not on Spotify, so I really can't share it. But if you want to look it up, it actually might be free, but it is awesome. It's intense. Right. Okay. I had to throw Ellie Goulding in here because Ellie Goulding. LA. LA. And the song I picked was Figure Eight because every single time that I would go to Vegas over the last decade for a conference, this song and a lot of other Ellie Goulding songs would be playing in multiple places throughout the trip. Okay. Never failed. And of course, I just love her stuff. So, you know, it's a glorious driving beat. And, you know, well, now it sounds like Vegas to me. So there you go. And the last song I'm going to pick really quickly is uh, Joy by For King and Country, which, dude, this is what we all need right now. There's a lot of negativity, just like the two guys out fighting the other day. We need joy. (laughs) And I love what they say is the time has come to make a choice and I choose joy. That's my message. I I love love it. it. Well, it was fun. So awesome. Keep nerding out with us on your music. I I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you continue to enjoy this. It's it's fun to share these stories. And I, what really upsets me is that we can't play clips of them because yeah, that would make it so much more powerful, but you can thank the, uh, the lawyers for that one. And like I said, we will have this in the Spotify mix, which will be in the show notes, which is real Brian show.com slash two eighty four, Or, you know, you can't remember the number, then just go to real Brian show.com and look for this episode. And there you go. It'll be there. We'll have it linked out. You can follow it on Spotify or if you hate Spotify and you just want to find all these songs and put them into Apple Music or whatever you use and go for it. Have fun. Rock on. Two quick things that are on my playlist, which I said last week I was going to get back into the, into the Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars show. Uh, yeah. I finally started season seven. 
and cool. oh yeah it's great so far loving it and you know they're they're 20 minute episodes 22 minute episodes so i'm flying through those but man they're good and what's really cool we talked about ahsoka tano on the mandalorian and remember how right. it was kind of like oh she left the jedi order and then here she is and she's got two white lightsabers which indicated that she's not part of the jedi order so it's colorless anyway i was kind of like well what happened between i don't know if they're gonna fully do this but they are sort of chronicling her life post leaving the Jedi order up through order 66 for you star Wars fans. But I don't know what we're going to find out from there or if it kind of ties in with the Mandalorian or not, but I hope it does. That's my goal. And then the other one that I checked out and I think I mentioned this, it's been a few weeks ago now where I was rewatching the mighty ducks movies, which were charming. They're just fun. How many are there? There's three movies. Okay. And they're all good. I mean, one, one is, I think one and two, well, one was the best. And then of course two is really good. And three was okay. It was, it was fun. But they did a TV show that just came out. In fact, I think it just got done airing a couple of weeks ago called Mighty Ducks, the Game Changers, or it's the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. There we go. Make sure the the is on Disney Plus, right? Yes. And so it is modern day. The Mighty Ducks movies took place in the 90s. And here we are now modern day, so on. And it's just kind of a continuation of what's going on. And so far, I really like it. I've only watched, I think, two episodes. I'm impressed so far. Emilio Estevez is in this again which is cool. And from what I understand, some of the original characters of the movies make an appearance at some point too. So it's nice. If you liked those movies at all, this is a great show. I'm impressed. All right. Quick update on uh, video just, and we'll leave you on this one, but um, we have gotten a lot of the stuff put together. We're excited. I tried out. We decided we're going to do streaming, which actually I think live. is going to be a lot of fun. A yeah, live stream live on streaming. YouTube. So if you are, happen to be available when we actually record the show or when we live stream the show you can come join us hang out with us get on the comments have some fun and then of course the podcast will still be as normal business as usual nothing's going to change with that it's going to still be releasing on fridays it will still be edited the live stream on the other hand it is (laughs) it is raw and unedited ain't gonna yeah you're gonna catch all of it so feel free to come join us on that one we are in that process i've been checking out what is best for streaming I've spent way too many hours on this. Yeah. I've been learning a lot into this world. And if there's one thing I'm learning is that there's a lot of, of holes as far as if somebody says, Hey, I have a podcast. I want to turn it into video and I want to live stream it. And I want to do this. How do I do it? There's not a lot out there. So maybe I will make my millions teaching people how to do this after I figure it out because I'm realizing that there's a wide open space here for me. Yeah, it's obviously not as easy as we hoped it would be because otherwise we'd be you'd already see us right now. So, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, we're getting there. And, you know, I love how people say, oh, it's not that bad. You just hit record. And I'm like, dude, no, that's like saying <laughs> that anyone can thrive in network marketing. Sorry, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're almost there. We are so, so close. We and swear. We, we, we swear. We swear. We swear. I'm, I'm the, the precious. precious. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. I'll bet you've never imagined becoming Ant-Man and flying up a dragon's anus to rescue the wasp from a raging hemorrhoid. I have, because I know that dragons have deadly hemorrhoids. You know what the music means. Ow. Yeah, ow is right. There's some some stuff you can get for that, dragon. Ow. Yeah. Hey. Ah. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. We will see you again next week. And video is coming. We promise. We already told you that. So enjoy though. Realbryanshow.com slash 284. 
Have a glorious week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.